My grass! Hey guys, welcome and thank you for joining me with the Old Man's Podcast. On this week's episode 5, we got some great content planned. I believe I can reveal to everyone the secret to how aging occurs. So if you're a youngster and you want to avoid old age, you need to know about this. If you're a senior, and you've already made it to old age? Let's answer the question, how did this happen to me? Why me, poor old me? Well, I've got the answer for that one. I'm gonna tell you about this cool little invention I recently discovered. It's not new, but the old man just discovered it. It's called pop sockets. If you don't know what pop sockets are, I gotta tell you about this. I think you're gonna like it. But the big story for episode five is gonna be an interview with a Gen Z representative. That's right, I pulled a kid off his phone, a Gen Z kid, he's gonna to talk to us about his generation and his take on the differences between the different generations and what his generation can contribute to society. This is gonna be really interesting. Once you listen to him, if you have some thoughts and some opinions on the topic, don't forget about the old man's blog where you can express yourself and we can all share ideas. Well, why talk about it? Let's do it. Here we go, episode five. This really isn't a secret that we get old. I know that growing old is a fact, and it's common knowledge, so no one's gonna be surprised to find out they're gonna get old. But I think it's important for youngsters especially to know how this happens. And for us that have already attained that position of old age, whatever that might be, do we really realize what's happening to us? And maybe most importantly, what do I do now? So young people out there, you're in an enviable position. Many, maybe even all of us old people, that's what air quotes there, whatever old people is, would probably admit that if we had, not that we want to, but if we had to do youth all over again, we'd do some things differently. Now I know that saying I'd do it differently sounds like a statement rooted in regrets well, and maybe it is, but I think that's the point. Shouldn't we always be reevaluating our life? So, old age, how the heck does that happen? I'm telling you right now, youngsters, you are not going to see it coming. I know you know it's coming, and you're hearing it right now, and you've heard it before, but you're not going to notice it. And us seniors, let's be honest, guys. Haven't you at least a few times wondered how did the time fly by so fast? 
It's a simple concept time, but it's hard to understand. Now, I'd be interested in your thoughts on the subject, and you can get those thoughts down on the old man's blog. But for now, since this is my podcast, I'm going to tell you how I see it. Time moves like a sloth, slowly advancing at a pace that is nearly imperceptible. Each and every day, time is marching on. And we know it, but it's so slow. One day at a time, we never really feel like we have to worry about time. And that's almost logical not to worry about the passing of time. After all, I'll do it tomorrow. That seems like a realistically attainable goal. And that's how we end up thinking. I don't have to worry about that now. There's always tomorrow. And I guess that's the problem. That's how time catches us. We're the victims. Here we sit on a perch, living our life as time comes after us, slowly marching on day by day at an almost imperceptible rate. And like the victim of the sloth, we don't even notice it before it's too late. And then we realize what's happening when it's got its in its grip. Now, if us elderly think back to when we were in our late teens or early 20s, we probably look at 30 years old as being old. Certainly, as you progress through your 20s, you find it pretty easy to stay active and staying in shape isn't much of a problem. Sure, maybe some hair came off your head, but overall, you're not much worse off at 30 than you were at 20. For most of us, somewhere in that 20 to 30 range, life starts to happen. You may get started on a family, you may get a new career going, or start that business. You don't have quite as much time as you once had to take care of yourself. And along the way, yeah, you pack on a few pounds, but you really needed to upgrade to your wardrobe anyway, so get some new clothes, and if they're a size bigger, what's the problem? Now, while you were once worried about being 30 years old, now that you got there, it doesn't really seem all that bad. At that point, when you're 30, you're looking at 40. That's 10 years away. That is a long time. So you're telling yourself, I'm gonna get all of these things, all these things that you dream of doing, you're gonna get them done while you're in your 30s. Won't be a problem at all. And life still happens, gets more hectic as you get a little older, and time marches on, day by day, almost imperceptible. You'll do this tomorrow. You'll do that later. That's your 30s. And then you hit 40. The people you work with at the office, they throw you a party. You get the coffee mug that says you're 39 years old. You packed on a few more pounds. You lost a little more hair. Maybe even some gray pops out. But you still got it, right? 40's not that old. No problem. I'm as good at 40 as I was at 30. I can see 50 coming. And that's got to put me on death's doorstep. So I got, you know, I got some time left. I'm only 40. I can get all of the things that I've dreamed of doing done in the next 10 years. 10 years is a long time. No rush, no hurry. I'll get all that stuff done. And time marches on, day by day. And before you know it, another 10 years has passed. And then it happens. It's 50. You get a wake-up call. 
right around age 50, you get that letter in the mail. Yep, the one from AARP. It may be the only one still mailing stuff. They welcome you to senior citizen status. But think about it, one day you're 49 years old, you're loving life, you're young. Do anything you want. Well, relatively speaking. And then that letter comes. And in one day's time, you're suddenly thinking about pensions and retirement. Where the heck did old age come from? Now you've definitely packed on the weight. Your closet is full of clothes that don't fit. Maybe you're on a medication or two. You gotta take care of some health issues that have developed over the last 50 years. You know, there may have even been a medical procedure of some kind that you had to go through recently. But I think that is the first realization that you're definitely becoming old. And that letter from the AARP doesn't do you any good. Now at 50, you can still move around. Sure, life's gotten to me a little bit, but hey, I'm above ground. I'm ahead of the game. I can get all that stuff done that I was thinking about doing when I was a kid, and I can still do it before I turn 60. Yeah, if I can make it to 60. Because when I get to 60, I'm most definitely old. But let's be honest, 50 is not all that bad. And time marches on, almost imperceptibly, day by day. Life's been tough. You're often too tired when you get home from work and taking care of everything that you have to take during the day. When you're asked to participate in something, you got excuses for that. I can do that later. Let's do it tomorrow. So then comes 60. Now 60 is not as dramatic as 50. There's no fanfare like the letter from the AARP. But as you turn 60, you're starting to notice a few things. You can't go as fast and you can't go as far. And the big slowdown has started somewhere around there. And it's gonna pick up momentum. You can feel that. Suddenly you realize some of those things that you were certain you would do when you were young, they're probably not gonna happen. You most likely can no longer physically do many of the things that you thought you would do. So regrets, like the Frank Sinatra song, My Way, you're likely to have a few. Now you're probably like me, nothing serious. Maybe I never got to ski the Matterhorn or hike the Appalachian Trail. Maybe I didn't get to travel as much as a 30-year-old version of myself thought I would. But I wouldn't trade, and you wouldn't trade even one minute of all that time we've had through these decades, all the time with your family, all the experiences that you shared with your loved ones, just to get those things that now they don't seem quite as important. I think at this point I've decided I'm not going out of this game, this game of life being cautious. I'm gonna go out at the top of my game, whatever this might be, and trust me, I'm not in a big hurry to get there, but that is a reality that can't be denied. At some time, the final buzzer is gonna sound here. Now you may look at it differently, but is it so bad for me to think I'm gonna be going out with a smile on my face a drink in my hand, and I'm going to be in trouble with someone for causing just a little bit of mischief. For you youngsters out there that are thinking, what in the hell is this guy talking about? What does any of this have to do with me, you pathetic loser? Well, wake up, you punk. See the light and listen to us old guys. I'd wager most of us old men would agree, if we do have regrets, 
It's regretting the things that we did not do. Not likely to regret the things that we did do. Now, although we've all done some pretty stupid things, those things that we regret that we did do are oftentimes, anyway, the lessons in life that we learned. Yeah, we do learn the hard way. And typically, those are the lessons that we're gonna remember more clearly. So the regrets I'm referring to aren't the stupid things that we did necessarily, but the chances and the opportunities that we passed on. Now, to be clear, I'm not talking about dangerous things that you didn't do, like tying a stake around your neck and swimming with sharks, not a good idea. I'm not talking about the stupid, dangerous things. I'm talking about opportunities that you may have passed on, career choices, relationships, things of that nature. And what is the thing that makes you pass up on opportunities? Most often it's fear. You're afraid to put yourself out there. You're afraid to take a risk. Young people, hear me on this. You've got to be fearless. Now be smart, but be fearless as well. Don't be afraid to take risk. Now, I'm mostly talking to the millennials and Gen Z. These are the ones that seem to be adverse to risk taking. And again, not dangerous risk, but the kind of risk that can change your life. Opportunities that you think over and plan out. Don't just automatically say no to a job offer. Give it some thought. Don't be afraid to ask her out. What do you got to lose? Be fearless. Give it a shot. For us seniors, how about we make an effort from this point forward to not have any regrets of the things we did not do. When a loved one asks you to do something, ask you to go fishing, make it happen. Take him or her fishing. Go play golf. Go hunting. Take a drive. Watch a movie. How about this one? Play a video game with a kid. Don't pass up on opportunities to do anything with the people you care about. Now, maybe most importantly, if you've got some relationships with people from the past, and maybe those relationships have gone sour for whatever reason, and there are so many reasons why that happens, don't let yourself regret not having at least tried to fix those relationships. You owe it to yourself to try. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go back and fix those things we can fix. And from this point forward, don't make that same mistake of regretting the things that you never got to. Do it today, not later. For younger people, with my warning of don't go crazy, wear a parachute when you skydive. If you decide to go cliff diving, make sure the water's deep enough. But be fearless. Do it now, not later. And enjoy those simple pleasures in life. Old age, it isn't a number. Old age, whatever it might be, it is the accumulative effects of all the things that you didn't get to do yet. Would you like to contribute your thoughts and ideas to the Old Man's Podcast? It's easy to do. Send me an email at the old man's email at yahoo.com no apostrophe it's the old man's email at yahoo.com you can easily stay connected with happenings in the old man's world 
by going to Facebook, find the Old Man page. That's the Old Man page on Facebook. When you get to it, like it. On that page, you can find the link to the Old Man's blog where you can further share your thoughts and ideas with other like-minded individuals. The Old Man has an Instagram account and a Twitter account. Both of those can be found on the Old Man page. Find the Old Man page, like it, and love it. Okay, everybody, the Old Man's Podcast, big treat for you today. We've got a Gen Z representative, if you will. This is this kid's fantastic. He's uh, 24 years old, so he's up on the upper edge of the uh, Gen Z. He could qualify as a millennial, too. He's really tightly connected to his generation and the generations around him. And he's a college admissions advisor, so he knows kids. He knows this generation, and best of all, He's got some background in podcast. Tony Gambino, how are you, Tony? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I hope I didn't just steal your thunder, but can you tell us about yourself a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in St. Louis, um, have been in private school pretty much my whole life. So I started out in private education um, in first grade and then went to a private high school in St. Louis. Uh, moved on to Kansas City for college, ended up at Rockhurst University here in KC, um, graduated in 2019 with a double major in political science and business communication. Um, and as you said before, I am an admissions counselor for Rockers now, and um, I'm still there as an admissions counselor. And um, this summer, I actually started up two new podcasts. One is called Tequila or Wine with Thumbs and Andy, um, which is with my roommate here in Kansas City. I am Thumbs. Um, and it's all we review a different tequila and a different wine each week. And then we go on to just kind of shoot the shit and enjoy life and um, we talk about different topics, of course. Um, I know you did a couple of weeks ago had a topic on uh, TikTok, which we've actually talked about TikTok on our podcast as well. So um, it's a fascinating, fascinating world we live in now. Um, and then my other podcast is called Young Leaders Radio. Um, it's all about young leaders in politics, um, but it's truly to give a platform to young leaders of my generation and the generation below me and the generation above me. So the age range is from 18 to 35. Um, and kind of the hope is, is that my age group can teach our age group about politics. I think we we hide behind um, older generations and not understanding politics. Um, and so maybe this is to give our generation a voice, but also to allow ourselves to learn from each other. So um, I'm hoping that we can do that with this podcast. I do have a few questions for you. Um, yeah. Tequila or wine? Why do I have to choose? Why can't it be both? Yeah, so it, it was kind of a – we were trying to come up with a name for our podcast because I knew our my roommate and I just love talking to each other. So we thought, why not put a microphone in front of us and just talk to each other? Um, so I am a huge tequila drinker. It's probably um, one of my favorite um, alcoholic beverages since I turned 21, of course. Um, and then for him, he's a huge wine drinker. So it just kind of worked out. Um, okay. So each week I try a tequila, he tries a wine. It's really – Basically, it gives us our name, um, but we're really more into it for the conversation that comes after the the testing or reviewing of the different um, tequila or wine. But it's just kind of a fun thing for us. Yeah, I could talk about those two topics for a long time and and, <laughs> and bring some others to the party as well. So how did I do on TikTok? Was I pretty close? Yeah, no, I think you kind of hit it right on the top of the head. 
I think it's a, it's a weird thing for my generation even, you know, I think it's, it's more um, kind of young Gen Zers. So kind of like the, the last few groups that kind of popped into the Gen Z um, age group that or the, that generation that have really taken off with TikTok. I just find it kind of a weird app, um, <laughs> but it's definitely taken a big, um, it's, it's huge. It's a huge social media platform now. And, um, a lot of people are turning to it now. Podcasting isn't that new. Tell, tell us a little bit about podcasting in your life and how you use it uh, personally for enjoyment. Yeah, um, in college, I got, I, obviously, I told you before, I was a political science major in college. So um, podcasting actually became a very easy avenue for me to um, continue what I love. So I was able to listen to a lot of different political podcasts. Um, which is really where I got my start in politics or in my start in enjoying politics and wanting to go into that field. Um, so it was, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool avenue because there's lots of different um, categories too. You have a lot of entertainment ones, educational ones. Um, so it's, it's, it's basically radio and that, that's kind of how I always explain it is it's radio, but in short segments and you can find it literally anywhere. Tony, you talked a little bit about your um, goal of, of, informing your generation and making your generation more politically aware, I think. And, and you talked about the interactions between where you're at as a 24 year old, either side of that spectrum and, and how that all interplays with your particular age bracket. Can you sum up for my listeners, what you think Gen Z means, what you guys bring to the table, where we're going with you all? Yeah, I mean, I think the reason that Gen Zs kind of get mistaken a lot of the times for kind of lazy and um, not motivated is because they're not the same as older generations. You know, boomers grew up in a time where technology was not the main thing. Um, for Gen Zs, technology is everything. Growing up, I have always had some form of technology in my house. When I was eight years old, I got my first um, Xbox, and then when I was 12, I got a computer, and um, each year I kind of got new technology. So technology has always been a part of my life. So staying inside and being on those different forms of entertainment um, was kind of my growing up and how I grew up into who I am today. So I think the big thing is, is to not re is to realize that Gen Z are very motivated. They're just, they're not doing it the same way that older generations did. You know, we, we don't go outside for, nine hours a day and then come in when it's time for dinner. You know, we, we stay inside all day long, which is probably not the best thing for <laughs> us. Um, but it's definitely what we do. Let's talk about that. How you get your entertainment and how you get your news. Those are two questions that boomers have. Where do these kids learn? Where do these kids get their entertainment from? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the big ones is TikTok right now. I think that is one of the main places people are going for entertainment um, that, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter is a huge one where we go to get information. Um, in college, that was definitely a place I went to was Twitter. Um, you can get lots of updates on what is currently happening in our world on Twitter. So I've really stayed away from main media sources like CNN or Fox News. And I've really pushed myself into the avenues of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter um, and then a lot of YouTube videos as well. Um, it's definitely a place where I go to get my entertainment and I think where a lot of my generation will go. Where do you think that's headed? Is, is, can you predict the future? Is, is it going to stay that way? Is it going to evolve? 
You know, it's hard to say. You know, I, I think for my generation, I don't think the Internet's going to go anywhere. Um, and I think we're just going to be putting more and more into the Internet. Um, so I think a lot of um, where we go from here is going to be just advancing what we already have. Um, so social media taking more of a role within not so much our social life and our personal life, but into our professional life as well. You see it in LinkedIn, um, which is that professional social media platform. Um, but you're already seeing organ- like companies like Facebook and Instagram turning their platforms into more of a business style as well um, through different page avenues and things like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm expecting these organizations like Facebook to stick around for generations, but they're going to, they're going to change into new, new identities and new things as we, as we age and as we grow. You know, I felt like the pandemic and it's been going on for five months now really played well to the strengths of Gen Z. Like you mentioned it, we don't go outside. We just stay inside that. It seemed like that played to your strengths. Do you agree with that? You know, I, I think for a lot of people, um, video games are definitely something that my generation enjoys. Um, so for from that sense, yes, I think our generation didn't mind being inside and doing that. But I think there is a there's a level of wanting to get out and social interact with other people. Um, so I think we, we, we definitely probably didn't struggle as much as older generations did. Um, but it was still difficult for us. Um, definitely for me, I'm a very social person. I spend probably eight to 12 hours on a computer or on some form of technology a day um, with work and then entertainment at night. But there is that level of wanting to get out and getting that social interaction as well. You know, that's interesting because it seems like a conundrum. You're constantly being yelled at by the older generation to get off your computer and quit playing with your phone and get out. And now we're yelling at kids your age for being out and making the coronavirus worse. How do you explain that one, right? Yeah, it's hard because I think people are so tired of being inside. So they're going and moving to these, going out to bars and going out to social um, parties and things at people's houses. And obviously it's hard to contain people and keep people inside, but um, there's a level of safety as well. And um, I think younger generations have been told that, oh, it's not going to hurt you. So they don't, I don't think they realize that the impact of what they can do is actually not going to hurt them, but it's going to hurt the older generations, which um, I think is something that especially my generation struggles with understanding. Well, you guys have seen a lot, your generation. You know, there was this. You were born. You're a child, but you were alive during uh, when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. You've seen a lot of traumatic things in your short lifetime already. How has that affected you all? Um, I think it keeps us on our toes. You know, I, I don't think you can think like next year is going to be a good year. Um, there's always something happening. I think we're in the, in a world now where we are so connected that when something happens across the, uh, across the world, we know about it and we hear about it. Um, so it's just kind of a, it's a different world we live in. And I think, I think we just kind of stay on our toes and not expect the next year to be any better or maybe any worse than what it is this year. I, I obviously I think next year will be better if a, a vaccine or something comes out for COVID. Obviously I think we all hope for that. Um, but I think we just kind of expect the worst, I guess. I don't even know if that's the right thing to say there, but um, I'll tell you, Tony, it makes me sad to hear young kids say, 
next year might be worse than this year. It, it, it sounds depressing, you know, for, for so long, for so many generations, even my parents and grandparents, optimism. I mean, you, you almost don't mm-hmm. sound optimistic about your future. Yeah. And honestly, it's true. There is that level of uncertainty that we have. Um, I, the job market was great. It's suffering now. So there's that fear if I lose my job, will I find a new job? Um, And I think a lot of generations are struggling with that right now. There's people getting laid off in every generation, but um, yeah, I I think there's a level of uncertainty that we, I don't think always was there. Mm. Um, I've I've talked about how I feel like your generation should, every kid your age should have PTSD that it's been so (laughs) traumatic on you guys the last 20 years for sure. How, how are you not suffering from that? That's my question. You know, and, and when you say that, you, we're actually seeing a lot of organizations. There's an Active Minds organization. It's a mental health organization that's popped up recently um, within high schools and colleges um, that is trying to break the stigma of mental health um, because a lot of kids my age do suffer from some form of mental health. Um, particularly for me, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, so... And that's something that my parents' generation, so the boomers, they didn't really talk about those kind of things. Those were kind of things that you kind of kept to yourself. So we're trying to take those negative things about us and kind of being open about it and kind of coming together as a community. So, And I think social media and um, technology has really allowed us to build those, those bonds together across the nation or even across the world. I, I, I like that, Tony. I want you to keep going on that. What is it that you want the older generations to know about your generation? What are you proud of from your generation? I think we evolve each day. I think that our generation is going to see massive change in what the world looks like. And I think that's not even particularly because of us, but it's because of the age that we're in. We are in an age where we are moving rapidly towards the future where technology is growing each day, it's becoming new, it's becoming more advanced, medicine is becoming um, more powerful, and it's um, curing different diseases, and they're getting closer and closer to different cures. And, you know, we're kind of understanding humanity a little bit better now. Um, And I think that's something my generation is going to see going forward. Um, And even in that sense, it's it's more the understanding that we are going to move with it. um, And the older generations kind of have to figure it out as they go. Like I said, I grew up in technology. Technology comes very easy to me. But like even with starting this podcast, we even struggle a little bit getting it started. So it's just like it's those kind of things that for older generations, it just takes a couple extra steps and to for get list- to where we are. Right. And for listeners, that's on me. I was the one having the trouble <laughs> getting it going. But Tony's patience, we, we connected there. There's there's a about a 40 year difference in our ages and, and we connected and we're making this happen. So what do you, you know, 10, 15, 20, when you're my age, what do you think you're going to be proud of from that your generation has accomplished? Yeah. I hope in 40 years, I am proud of that. I was able to find a career that I love and that I'm passionate about and that I can stick with. Um, I think you see now where my generation, especially, and even the generation above me, the millennials, we don't stick with one career. We kind of jump around every couple of years into different things. So um, I hope in 40 years I can, I can kind of make my parents proud and have that aspect of kind of security 
Um, I think that we will all get there. I think my generation will get there just like the boomers did and just like the millennials are going to um, here soon. But kind of had that level of security going into um, our 40s and 50s. Well, that'll be optimistic. And I was hacking on you a little while ago. You didn't sound optimistic <laughs> enough. That certainly sounds optimistic. I'm glad to hear that. So what's your advice to a boomer? We'll say a boomer or upper millennial because upper millennials are in their 40s now. What's your advice to us how to understand your generation? More, more importantly, maybe how to effectively communicate with kids your age. I think the biggest thing is, is that you might not understand us and that's okay. Um, I think the big thing is, is understanding that what we are doing is going to get us to where we need to go. Um, and that might not make sense currently. Um, but me wanting to start a podcast and me wanting to do this and going into politics frightens my parents to death. Um, <laughs> I have security with being an admissions counselor. I have a security being in a master's program, but my passion doesn't lie in that field. I want to go into politics. I want to go into doing podcasts and things like that. So they don't understand, um, but I think they're starting to respect my decisions and being okay with me going into those different fields. And I think it's kind of this that level of giving us space and allowing us to kind of make our own mistakes. Um, you know, I, I think we, we get babied a little bit. Um, and, and I think that's because of, how much time we do spend inside and not really getting out into the world, but we really are getting out into the world. We're just doing it a different way. So I've talked a little bit about what's wrong with kids these days. I don't know. And that was in my first podcast. What was wrong with kids these days? I said nothing because I think there's nothing wrong with kids. And if we don't like the way kids are, we only have ourselves to blame because we raise you guys. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think or do you think that child rearing techniques that were applied to your generation or being applied to your generation now are different? Are they any different than child rearing techniques that your parents received or your grandparents received? You know, and I, I come back to that babying aspect. So it's that, it's that idea that parents nowadays don't punish their children the same way that they did in the past. You know, I, I would be grounded for a day or two when I was a child, but my dad talked about how you'd be grounded for a month if he did something that I did. You know, I, I, I can remember back in high school, I, I ran into a car in the high school parking lot and I didn't tell my parents. And then the person that I ran into asked for my insurance company the next day and I had to tell my parents. And my punishment was, don't do it again. Mm. That is where it's different. And, and that is just one example of many examples out there from lots of different people my age. I think we get babied a little bit. I think the punishments are weaker. Um, but I think there's different techniques as well. I think instead of punishing us for things that we did wrong, it's more rewarding us for when we do right. So it's, it's positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement. Um, and I think that's a good move. And I think that's the right way we should go. Um, but I think there's still a little bit of tweaking that needs to happen to fix that. Uh, but I did want to mention as well, when it comes to our generation um, and anything wrong with our generation, one thing that does frighten me with my generation is that aspect of face-to-face -face communication. Um, yes, we communicate. We do all those things through the internet and through social media. Um, but I fear that we're going to get to a point where people do not understand how to talk to each other face-to-face. -face. 
And that is one thing that I think will affect our population um, in the future in a negative way. Um, and I think we're combating that um, through um, forcing children or forcing groups into um, you're doing a lot more group presentations and things with technology. And I think that's a great way of going with it all. But um, I think that's definitely a concern for me going into the future as well. Yeah, I think um, professional communication is a concern for your generation. Educators mm -hmm. talk about that all the time. You guys do work good in groups like collaborative learning and collaborative project-based learning. And that seems to work real well with you guys. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like back when I was in high school, my parents would be like, wow, you guys are doing that in high school. And my mom's like, I didn't even do that in college. So it, it's things like that. There is things evolving. And I think our generation is going to be different. Um, but our generation is just going to be different. Is going to be just as different as your generation was above the generation that, um, that developed you into an adult. So I think that it's just kind of how the way the world moves and, um, each generation is going to be different and evolve from each other. You know, I want to go back a little bit. You'd mentioned, um, we talked a little bit about parenting techniques and you, you, you got me curious, what kind of parent parents do you think your generation are going to make? What are you guys going to be like as parents? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think that we are going to be more relaxed than any generation that we were before. Um, and, that scares me, but it also makes me feel a little bit optimistic that advances in technology and things like that will come faster, allowing people to kind of let their mind go crazy and kind of figure things out on their own. Um, I don't know. I think that it's going to be a very interesting thing, um, but I think we're going to be more relaxed. I think that, again, I think we're going to do more reinforcing the good than the bad. You like that positive reinforcement and research shows that that's more effective than punishment. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think the biggest thing for um, boomers to understand about Gen Z's is that we are different. We are not the same. We are never going to be the same. Um, and that is just something that both generations have to understand and kind of respect each other on. I love that. Tony, tell me again about your podcast. Where can we find it? I want to listen. I want to know about wine or, wine or tequila. Yeah, tequila or wine is available on um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, Spotify, and iTunes music or iTunes podcasts. Um, and then Young Leaders Radio is also available on all of those platforms as well. So um, come and check me out and um, let me know what you think and leave a review. I'd love it. Okay. Well, I'm sure our listeners, we're getting more, we're, we're going to come kicking and screaming, but we are going to come into the modern times and podcasting. Like you <laughs> said, it's like listening to the radio. It, it's informative. It's entertaining. I, it love is. It. I think the hardest thing is, is getting on the app. Once you're on the app, it's easier to figure out, but it's just getting to the app. I, I think most of my listeners are just linking or hitting a link because okay. I email a link out and put a link on Facebook. We took over Facebook, didn't we? Senior citizens. We own that. Oh yeah. And I, <laughs> I would even say my generation has kind of backed away from Facebook in a way too, because of that. Um, I've noticed that they're coming off of uh, Facebook and getting on Instagram to get away from all the politics and the rants and all that stuff. Is that, is that actual? Um, with Facebook, the biggest thing is to not like pages. Um, and I'll tell you that now for any, Anybody that's listening, no matter what generation you are, if 
if you don't want politics, do not follow politicians or anybody because you're going to get every sponsored, um, any like uh, promotion that's pushed on social media. It goes through those politicians and goes through um, political organizations that you like. So if you even specify what your political affiliation is, they will send politics stuff your way. So um, that's just one piece of advice for Facebook. And by the way, on liking pages, make sure you like the old man page. That's a great Facebook page that um, I don't push anything on you, but you'll find out what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, Tony, thank you very much and uh, good luck in future endeavors. I appreciate it. I recently made a discovery that I wanted to share with you. The invention that I discovered is called pop sockets. Did a little research and I learned that the pop socket was invented by a college professor who had a hard time holding on to his phone. He was using it a lot in classes and in his personal life and was fumbling his phone and dropping it. Well, that sounds like me. It's something I do a lot. The way this pop socket works is it sticks to the back of your phone. Now it is a strong adhesive. This isn't something that's gonna come loose with time. In fact, if you get it on, I'm really not sure how to get it off. I haven't tried. I don't plan on doing that because I really like it. It might be hard, but at any point, I put it on the back of my phone case. It sticks out, the base of it sticks out no more than a quarter of an inch. The expandable part of the pop socket then fits into grooves within the part of the pop socket that is now stuck to the back of your phone case. So that thing is expandable. When you pull it, it comes out. When you push it, it goes back in, hence the term pop socket. It'll come out to, oh, a full inch away from the back of your phone. It's thin enough because it's shaped like a funnel. So it's thin enough that you can slide your fingers in there and kind of, Oh, nestle the pop socket expandable part like you would a cigar or a cigarette in between your fingers and now your phone is secured you've got a really tight grip on it I doubt that you're gonna drop it it's that good of a grip the other thing that I really like about the pop socket is then it can be folded at a probably a 45 degree angle and now you can prop your phone up so that you're looking at it. I use mine almost like the screen of a computer. I guess I find it interesting in life sometimes, like it's the simplest things that make the biggest impact. Pop sockets can be found on the internet. Just get on the web and do a search. Search the word pop socket and you're gonna find them. I got no money in this fight. Pop socket is not a sponsor of the old man's podcast. They certainly are welcome to be one but at this point they're not. So I don't really care if you use them or not. I just gotta give you this tip. If you do try it, you're gonna like it. Pop sockets, look them up on the internet. Well, we all know what that sound means. The old man has gotta go. Appreciate your joining with me on this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If so, please pass it on to your friends and family. 
pecking if you didn't like it. Maybe they got better taste. Pass it on to them anyway. If you're getting this podcast on an app, I'd appreciate if you'd subscribe to it. And I'd be grateful if you'd take a few moments to do a quick review. I guess that's it for this week. Come back next week for the next episode of the Old Man's Podcast. Get off my grass! Damn kids.